Friday morning, folks. Welcome on in to the Brass Ring Media flagship podcast, our free podcast. How's it going? I'm Zach Haydorn. That is Tyler Sage. We thank you very much for being here, Tyler. Happy Friday, sir. Yes, happy Friday to you. Yeah, we're really feeling the weather here in the Midwest. I think you're in the same boat. I don't know if it's raining where you are. It but is. It was like 70 degrees yesterday, so very this, was thankful for the last nice day of the year, probably. So we're here. <laughs> it's it's full gear season outside. So uh, so here we go. It's full gear season outside. It's a nice day here. I've got so I have a huge, huge oak tree in the back of my or maple tree maple tree oak tree i i forget which one but either way it is like look like the the you know the the leaf on the flag of canada if so you have a maple tree yeah then it's a maple tree because that's what it looks like and they're massive and it's i mean Mm -hmm. dude it's so it's it's every year at this time of year it's two different like four hour raking marathons like that's how many leaves excuse me sorry for my friends freaking leaves there are like it's tons and so i have that to look forward to this weekend it's good exercise and i don't mind i honestly don't mind the first rake it's the second rake that gets me i'm like darn it i just did all this and now here we are again so that's kind of like you do it like the first half fall and then you do the second half is what you're saying yeah it's two different okay yeah because why why not why not wait it's good for the like the little bugs in your yard and everything too. Well, if I, the thing is, if I wait, I don't have enough room in the street to put them. Like I have to do it in two bunches or else like there's nowhere I, you know. Do they pick up your leaves for you? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, what bougie neighborhood does Zach Hadorn live in that they pick up? Hey, yo. I know. Nice. I have to put mine in cardboard bags and it gets picked up with, well, you put them in bags, right? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. All I have to do is loose. I rake it to the front. I can put it on the front, like right in front of the curb. And then so they come with the thing and it sucks it all up. Sucks it all up. They oh, suck that's it all nice. Up. Yeah. I but, but that's why I have bags. to do it in two rounds because yeah. otherwise it won't fit. So, yeah. Makes uh, sense. yeah. But for uh, not having to then bag them, that's what I have to do. I have to rake yeah. them and then pick them up and put them in the bags. And then it gets picked up with my recycling. So. Oh, God, dude. Like, I think I would have to have, I bet I'd have to have. Uh, at least 50 bags. I mean, there yeah. I'll take a picture. Usually, I'll take a picture. I, I'll put it on. Uh, I usually just mow, honestly. And then mm-hmm. it kind of mulches on its own. But I don't have a tree in my front yard. It's neighbor's trees. This is very riveting talk. Thank you, everyone. For it's this riveting. Story. Riveting. Um, Look at this. Look at this dad bed. talk here. Good yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Um, well, my dad shirt today in honor. My Harley cut off. Uh, yeah, so right. You got your you got your shirt. Yeah. We're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, Got a lot of wrestling to discuss, and so let's uh, let's get right into it. Thank you, everybody who's joining us live. Tracy's in the chat. Tracy, hello. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for becoming a Brass Ring Media member. We are live with our free flagship episode of Brass Ring Media and the Brass Ring Media podcast every single Friday. 
late morning right in this slot is our sweet spot so hopefully you guys all can join us if you cannot join us live you can always catch us um, on our the replay you can find uh, the brassing media podcasts and back episodes on our YouTube channel that you can subscribe to for free uh, youtube.com backslash brassing media um, you can also download this show as a podcast as a free podcast wherever you get your podcasts so Spotify iHeart Apple wherever the heck you get your podcast you can find the show and listen to us that way. We'd love it for you to subscribe there and give us a give us a five star rating. It really uh, it really helps us out with the algorithm. Uh, yeah, helps us big time. So we do appreciate it. And then if you want more, if you want more Zach, you want more Tyler, um, you can become a Brass Ring Media member, and we'd appreciate it if you do. It's four dollars on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. You get uh, a special member only version of the podcast every single week um you get all of our written content for free we have a Substack newsletter um that we do have some free posts up there and some free columns but you can get access to everything um as a member you get access to our discord community that tracy is involved with um as well as lots of other wrestling fans out there and we talk wrestling we talk not wrestling uh we rip on each other about our football teams um, and, uh, and just have a good time. So you can join that too. Um, and then of course you also get free, uh, pay-per-view reviews, which, uh, we've got a lot coming up with that. We got full gear, uh, coming up this weekend. We review that, um, with a member only podcast next week, survivor series, same thing. Um, so lots of good stuff coming up. Lots of good reasons to become a brass ring media member, patreon.com backslash brass ring. We appreciate the support. Uh, with that said, Tyler, before we get going in here, I do want to hit um, a little bit of AEW full gear. Uh, we have the final hype for that, essentially. I don't know how much more we'll get um, on you know, this collision and rampage that's running up against um, SmackDown this week. But it might be something. Um, but So there were some big elements, though, and some big movements um, in some of the full gear feuds. I definitely want to get to that. want to talk a little bit of Drew McIntyre turning heel. We'll do that as well. Uh, But first, but first, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, Hall of Fame inductees for 2023 were announced um, today. Uh, And I wrote a column yesterday uh, with with my picks. Um, or my my ballot, open ballot, full transparency. Can you, can you give me some? Because I always forget, it's always kind of convoluted. Sorry to cut you off, but for the no, audience sake too. What are the criteria to be uh, a member of the Hall of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame? Do you have to like wrestle? Have had to have wrestled like your debut a certain time ago? Number of matches? What's the oh, criteria? Man. So okay, so it's it's <laughs> it's a lot. But I'll, okay. I'll I'll try to I'll try to roughly the high yeah, the high. I'll, I'll try to like roughly you know roughly do it. So um, the names to okay so to be eligible and I'm reading this directly mm-hmm. from the ballot to be eligible mm-hmm. you have to have you have to be 35 um, and completed 10 years since debuting as a full time uh, performer um, or someone who has been a full time wrestler for 15 years. That's the that's the criteria. Okay. So you could be Nick Wayne at like twenty six or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Conceivably. Yes. Okay. You could, you could be. Yes. So 
that's that's like the general criteria and then they you know they categorize it they've got like a like a historical category there's a modern era category and then there's you know japanese category uh, mexico wrestlers from mexico um uh, another european uh wrestlers as well so there's there's lots of different categories but that at its essence is the is the classification okay um <laughs> this year the, the folks that i voted for mm-hmm. um were and, and 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 as follows here and again you can read uh all my reasoning for this at on substack wrestling reading on substack i got a full column there so i voted for jack and jerry briscoe jay youngblood and, and ricky steamboat those are both best tag teams mongolian stomper junkyard dog becky lynch kevin nash and scott hall roman reigns Randy Orton, Paul Orndorff, and Larry Matisic. That is who I cast my votes for. Uh, for a variety of different reasons, I'm not going to get into um, specifics right here. But please, I hope you go find it on Substack. Um, it was fun writing the article. I always take voting in this really seriously. And uh, it's always fun to do, too, and, and go back and, and watch some stuff. So those are my votes. Now, the folks that got in, I'm going to pull this up right now, too. Um, and about about how many voters, by the way? Oh, that I that I do not know. Do they really I do not like, know. We're talking thousands. Is it kind of like the high, more like the Heisman than it is like the Hall of Fame for like the, you know, baseball, which is what like thirty writers or something. But the Heisman yeah. is like is like over three thousand. It's writers. It's more like baseball. Yes, yes. So there's fewer. Like baseball, is what fewer. You're saying. I would say fewer. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you're you're an elite figure in the space, is what you're telling me. By no. Definitely not telling you that. Well, but there's it, only a handful, you know. I'm just trying to raise you up. Well, but I mean, I mean, a hand. It's not three thousand. I, I mean, again, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it is, but I, I, I doubt there's that many. Okay. Um, hello, Sean. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being here. Uh, thanks, man. You're always a fun guy to have on the show. So, hello to you, sir. Um, so this is for people who got in. Um, the beauty pair, Sergeant Slaughter. Jack and Jerry Briscoe, Tomohiro Ishii, Blue Panther, George Kidd, and uh, Tony Rocco Perez, tag team. So one of my picks got on there, Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a travesty in this in terms of who did not make it this year. And I just feel like I've got to call it out because it's so nonsensical. Um Roman Reigns is not not getting in the mm. Hall of Fame. To me, is a black mark on this Hall of Fame. Like, I just don't know how Roman. And you Reigns voted for you voted for Roman. Did I miss that? I thought you voted. Oh, Roman. for sure, voted for Roman. Okay. I mean, like this Maybe is I like missed it. this is like layup stuff, folks. I mean, I I, I look I I think the Wrestling Observer. Newsletter Hall of Fame is a very like like credible Hall of Fame for the most part. I mean, I really do. Like, there's you know you can make your arguments like one way or the other here and there. But generally speaking, I've thought that like the best thing about it is that the people like who should be in generally mm-hmm. like get in. And be that as it may, Roman Reigns should be in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. He's the biggest star in wrestling 
for the even before even before the run with the bloodline here. I mean, I think he had a credible a credible mark as being the head of a huge wrestling promotion, making big money wrestling in. He's been in seven WrestleMania main events. Yeah, this guy should be in. Shame on you, Wrestling Observer newsletter voters. This should be a thing. This is uh, biased, biased. Shame, shame, shame. Tyler, what do you make of it? Well, I'd like to know. <clears throat> I'm not an expert on the history of this Hall of Fame. I just like kind of see when things pop up, just like the PWI 500, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of like a topic for a day, like I'm sure it will be for us here. How many people is this? This is Roman's first time eligible to get in, right? Yeah. That's why you're making. So how many performers, you know, I'm sure like, I don't know if Okada is old enough. I'm sure if not him, Kenny's probably already in, right? He probably got in on his first time. Kenny's in. So Okada's like, in, yeah. like what's the, what's the hit rate on who gets in at the very first opportunity that they get? Is it, is it, is it low? Is that a more prestigious thing? Is that like the unanimous vote in the baseball hall of fame that only a handful of people have or like when you have to wait, you know, you're eligible five years after you retire. But for some reason, a lot of the voters don't vote that first year. They vote the second year as some sort of sign of like whatever, which is stupid. Is that what's going on here in your mind? Or is it just like people think like he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm never going to vote for him. Like, what's your take on that? Because I think it's more the first, if I had to guess, knowing people like us. But um, it definitely shows I, a bias, I would say, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, didn't, I don't I, I mean. Like, I don't know how you put Kenny Omega in on first ballot and not Roman Reigns in on first ballot. Same thing with Okada. Like, both those guys I think you can put in. It's not that. It's just that the biases comes in where you don't have, like, where you don't have. Um... Yeah, I just think, how do you not round out a Hall of Fame with Roman Reigns, the biggest star in wrestling in the last, you know, 15 years? The like in a similar fashion, Becky Lynch should be in too. Like, I, you know, mm -hmm. it's not as egregious, but first woman to ever main event WrestleMania, like a woman who's had the hottest run, you know, as like like a, a, as a as a female wrestler in ever. I think that like to me that matters. That impact on the business matters. She's not in. Charlotte Flair didn't even get enough votes to stay on the ballot, so she's not in. I mean, and that's mm -hmm. like wrong, I think, in a lot of ways as well. So, you know, I had beefs here and there the last few years voting here, but this one, this one irks. This one irks me enough to actually say something about it. Yeah. Well, I'm looking up stuff while you're talking too. Um, John Cena was the first was the first ballot Hall of Famer in 2012 for, yeah. uh, for this too. Right. So, you think if that's like the same ratio, like both of them obviously should be first time Hall of Famers without um, question. Without also, Kurt, Kurt Angle is in the same boat, too, as being one of the few, as this is from an article from 2012 I'm reading. So um, who knows what's been since then. But it seems like a rare occurrence. But at least as far as we know right now, we've got Kurt Angle, John Cena, uh, Okada, Omega, probably Tanahashi when he was available. Sure. I assume yeah. Naito's in there, too. Like those like beloved modern figures were first time all favorites, so Roman should be as well. So you can't put... Tomohiro Ishii in the Hall of Fame and not Roman Reigns. Yeah. So was he a first timer too? First ballot? Uh, he was not a first ballot. Yeah. So, I mean, he's in that. That's like, you know, uh, the line has, to three years, you know. But yeah, I mean, for sure. That's kind of why I don't, I don't care about this. Um, 
but you kind of wrestling's a hard thing to do a hall of fame. Yeah. And well, I'm sure, like sure, sure, sure. very much for like most hall of fames are halls of good or halls of great. Like a hall of fame should be like just like a five star match in my opinion should be maybe someone gets in every three years. Somebody, one person. Like someone that really made a huge contribution. Like I love Tomohiro Ishii. I I like and or respect a lot of people you named on that list, but you could have the history of pro wrestling without any of these people that got in this year, and it's going to be totally as healthy as it is right now. So, sure point. I think sure point. if you if you if you read through again, there was no names on there. You know, what uh, you know, the Briscoes did more work being, you know, Vince's <laughs> uh, well, car, car car repair guys than anything. You know, so. the Briscoes had a nice run as 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 a tag team. I mean, like you know, they drew yeah, a nice run, but I'm saying like they don't change. Like Roman changed the history of the business in yeah. one way shape or form they did not right so yeah. it just depends yeah. on what your definition is so well yeah, that's yeah. where i'm with all hall of fames well yeah sure and i think that's that's part of the thing here and in my column for brass Street media you can again you can check it out on substack i i try to outline like how i get to who i vote for um mm-hmm. but uh no matter how you slice it people i mean roman reigns should be in the hall of fame shame on you shame all right. It's a good thing I have a podcast to like get that off my chest because it feels good <laughs> to say it out loud rather than just write it on Twitter to nobody. Um, okay. So with that said, Tyler, anything else on the Hall of Fame that you want to get to? Other notable exceptions, like exemptions, I'll call out. Mm-hmm. The Young Bucks did not make it. Um, mm-hmm. The CM Punk did not make it. Paul Warndorf mm-hmm. did not make it. Uh British Bulldogs and Big Daddy also didn't like didn't make notable exceptions. Now I think, like I voted Orndorff in. Mm-hmm. I'll hear arguments to the contrary on that one for sure. Uh, you know I can see an avenue to like all right maybe we're not going to you know put him in here. All of that 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 makes sense, but I just I just. You can't convince me on Roman Reigns. You can't convince me on Roman Reigns. What do you think about the Young Bucks not getting it? I mean, I think it's I think it's fine. I mean, that's my definition here of a Hall of Fame, right? I'm kind of ske- going through the Wikipedia. It's kind of yeah. hard when in the first year you have literally uh, 122 entrants in 1996. Kind of yeah. Well, that's when it first down- started. Da- yeah, but downgrade your Hall of Fame, in my opinion, when you do anything like that, right? I mean, there's names in there that got to be in there, right? You got. But like you know, are the Bucks also they're still working? So I kind of I don't like it's in WWE, right? Like you should give to me Hall of Famers are when you're absolutely done, and like you know you give to Edge, you think he's injured and comes back, that's a different story. But you know, just in general, like people working being in the Hall of Fame doesn't make any sense to me either. So again, I'm stingy with this stuff because I would like it to matter. Stingy Tyler, but, but like if I'm being stingy and the Young Bucks career is over. You know, it's like when you think of a sports figure, like, is X a Hall of Famer, right? Are the Young Bucks Hall of Famers? I don't think so. From, like, a lot of aspects of it, like, they did uh, had a big movement where AEW came as a result of some of their actions. But did they, you know, they so they changed the business in that way with a group of other people. So maybe that's, like, an AEW Hall of Fame thing. Like, you do oh, that as a sure. group. Yeah. But, like... You know, they're on the indies, they're on ROH. When they're on national TV, I think they've been pretty ineffective. Yeah. So it just depends, like, what your formatting is. And, like, if I'm going to stick by my guns and be stingy, 
in the Hall of Fame is literally like, you know, um, Anoki, Baba, like the legend, Gotch, Superstar yeah. Billy Graham, Hulk, Flair, like that sort of stuff. Like, I just don't think the Bucks are there. They are more in the above, like Paul Orndorff. Like, I wouldn't have Orndorff in mind either. Like, when you do this, because I don't do this, can you, like, put in a ballot with one person or no people and say that's your ballot? Yeah. Or do you have to have, oh, like, yeah. seven people? Okay. Huh. That's what I would do. So, but, like, that's just my, if this is the Tyler's Hall of Fame, like, it's it's that exclusive and it is that viable. So, is CM Punk there? I think he has a better argument. But, you know, you got to take into the whole account, right? Because he's basically James Harden if you look at, ba- at basketball, right? <laughs> like, James Harden's probably going to get in the – NBA Hall of the Basketball Hall of Fame, because that's kind of an easy to get into thing as well, like wrestling Hall of Fames are. But the cancer that he has brought to every organization he's been a part of is something that you can't deny and is going to probably stop him from being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, that's a really good comparison, <laughs> James yeah. Harden, to see him. I mean, it really is. I mean, that's a good comparison when you talk about like Hall of Fame credentials, where it's like on mm-hmm. paper, yes, it's no brainer. Sure. Yeah. But when you look deeper into it and also like, I think that like, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, there's certain ways that I look at this, like, like, you know, um, Roman Reigns, like, it's just, just, I'm just throwing him out there. Like he was, mm-hmm. he's was like the guy, like he's mm-hmm. been the guy, like, and the guy at the top drawing for a long time with good matches, you know, that's my classification. Like punk, I think you, you know, you know, for him, it's it's more the argument for him being in is more so like his contributions and impact on the business rather than like a run at the top because he's never had he's been a almost a top top star but like he's never been like the top the top guy you know like mm-hmm. the the guy that the company shoulders on so like I think that's where you would you know if you're grading that way you'd like mark him down you know is where he's different from john cena in that way he's different from roman reigns in that way i think he's different from randy orton in that way um like he's on like edge level kind of in that in that mm-hmm. regard so yeah punk's a real interesting one but at the same time like a lot of what we see right now in wrestling like a lot of the the talent that are on top or getting opportunities or just like the the indie scene in general like Punk has his fingerprints on a lot of that too. So and, mm-hmm. and so like from an impact perspective, you know, he would certainly that's that's where you'd have to make the argument. I did not vote for, for CM Punk on this round. So mm-hmm. um well so yeah. I think we can all agree they all have more credence to get in than Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, that's when you lose <laughs> me on a lot of this stuff. Like if I don't know about, you know, I know about Blue Panther, I'm not gonna say like I've watched a ton of Blue Panther matches. I understand the relevance of people before my time, but like, come on, what do we do with Sergeant Slaughter? Well, like Sergeant Slaughter, like, yeah, I did not vote for him either. Um, you That's know, why it's a hall of good, right? He's like been around a long time. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, no, no, he's, 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 yeah, he's like, so, th- so he was a guy that would not be on the ballot next year. If uh, just to put context around it, like this was his last shot at it. Um, yeah. And so, but he's a guy that like is, was, is, I don't know, it's closer for me than it is for you. Like basically, I mean, cause he had like, you know, the run in the early eighties, you know, I mean, he was, he was a, a big time, like drawing heel. Like, I mean, um, 
you know, some of the matches that he had, you know, in uh, um, in Mid Atlantic were, were were big. Of course, obviously the WWE run is like the famous run, but you know, he had a lot of uh, like strong, strong, you know, business foes and and stuff before that. And I think like that's what I think you can forget on on some of these guys. And it's just a matter of like how much that run matters to you or not, not even matters to you, but is impactful, you know, for, for you. So yeah, I did not, I did not um, put, um, put slaughter in, but like, yeah, Tomohiro Ishii, like, come on. Yeah. But that's also what you described as the human element of it, right? Of it's yes. last chance. He's still alive. If he's dead, I don't know if that comes into effect. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he's a cauliflower alley hall of famer too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, now you kind of get the WWE cauliflower now, Wrestling Observer. You know, you kind of get the trifecta of Hall of Fames, yeah. which again lowers it as well for me having a thousand Hall of Fames as well. Yeah, Plus, yeah, too many. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just that's the human element of it, and it just depends on the you know, like you said, and when you have two hundred and what's the number twenty or something people in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, something like that. It's let me. Well, this is great podcasting. Is this? Page loads. Let me scroll down the page here. It's some. Is it? I think there's something like it is. It's like it's over two two fifty five with the with okay. these inductees. So plus tag team members. You know, you're looking at probably over four hundred people in the Hall of Fame, if I had to guess, or three fifty at least. So you know, when it's that case, then yes, that argument works for me. Um, it just depends on what you want to do. Yeah, um, I think you take a couple people from each era. You can define what that era means, but you know, that is not Billy Gunn. If he gets in, is not a Hall of Famer. Sergeant no. Slaughter is a elevated Billy Gunn. Who's who's Sergeant Slaughter forever for ease of use in the ruthless aggression era? Is he Batista? If you if you sub supplant like eras, what that, is he? Nah, I think Batista. I think I think Batista's probably bigger. I mean, Batista like had the ball, you know. Yeah. So is um, he Kane? Is he like Kane without a mask? Is that Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah, Kane's Kane, I think is a good is a good uh, comparison. Okay. Edge, I think, is a decent comparison. Yeah, of you that know? era. Not yeah, like the totality of the career, but like where he was on the card. Yeah, bro, no, yeah, of course. Right, right, right. Pretty big feuds for, yeah. for that amount of time. Like, if Edge never came back, you don't have that story. That's I think, I think like, I think Orndorff is actually a pretty good comparison, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Orndorff was never world champion, but like, yeah, he worked with Hulk Hogan. Like it was like a conscious yeah. choice. Like, all right, I'm not gonna be world champion, but I'm gonna go around the country and make a ton of money with Hulk Hogan as a heel. Like, so and made eventing the first. And made eventing the first WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's yeah. Um, well, cool. Yeah, so I'm glad we got, I'm glad we got to talk talk about that. I try to take mm-hmm. it seriously. Like, I think it's incredible for the most part. Incredible uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, for sure. Not trying to like bury it. It just is what it is, right? That's, yeah. that's where you have to give your perspective yes. on, like, for me, that this is what it is. For you, you're playing within the rules that have been presented before you, right? You're, when you're, what, 9, 96, <laughs> 10, something like that? Like, when this first comes out, you don't really have a say in how it's built, right? If you did now, that doesn't really matter. Like, what you, if you and I are making the Zach and Tyler, the Brass Ring Media Hall of Fame, yeah, I think we do it differently, but this is the... Hall of Fame you've been given. So within yeah, those sure. parameters, I think all your choices are valid. Exactly. Exactly. And Roman should be in, folks. That's for it. sure. Sean said, I, say I agree with you. Roman should be in. Thank you, Sean. Nanny said, my setup and your setup. 
it should be where should be uh, without yeah without question without question this is this is silly it's silly it's silly yeah. it's disappointing yeah shame shame on you voters all right with that said let's talk a little full gear we got full gear coming up tomorrow night um on pay-per-view it's the uh fall pay-per-view extravaganza for aew we will be doing a uh review show for our members uh on probably on Sunday, Sunday or Monday, depending on when we can get together and find a time to crack the mic. But either way, it'll be up for our members. Um, we did a full preview of this show, match by match by match, on the SC Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast that Tyler and I um, run on Tuesday nights. So I encourage you guys to go there match by match uh, for your analysis and for your preview. But that was pre-last episode of dynamite so that was last we didn't have the go home show to kind of talk about um so tyler what overall do you think they did a good job of kind of giving you the hard sell on the full gear on like here's why you have to buy the show here's why you should spend your hard-earned 50 dollars here's our here's our final statement to you did they do a good job like what kind of grade do you give them yeah i'd probably give it a c i mean it was like a standard AEW kind of go home show Maybe I tried a little harder than usual. Um, you know, MJF in the ring to close the show. I was surprised that the street fight didn't go. I think it started so early. I was like, is this really going to go like 35 minutes? Yeah. So when that ended and then MJF was coming back, I was like, okay, cool. That's a good way to end the show. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened. So it didn't s- stick with me a ton. Obviously, Bullet, Gl- uh, Bullet Club Gold came out. Did anyone defend MJF or the devil? What happened? Nothing. Yeah, they just beat him up and left, right? Yep. Yeah, because he had the Blade Runner, and it was the end. It was kind of to give you the the and he like reverse psychology. Yeah, the, yeah, the reverse psychology of like, okay, well, WWE, this tells me MJF's going to win for sure. So does that mean with AEW that they're doing the double secret fake out that Jay White is going to be the winner <laughs> at the end of it? So I think it's more the WWE thing based on what we talked about on Tuesday. Yeah, where that's showing you, you know. And BF will get his heat back in the main event as the baby face. So, yeah, I mean, it was fine. And then, I, you know, I like the tag match. I don't typically like matches before that you're going to have, but I think Cassidy and Moxley's tag team match was was fine to kind of get you excited for them one-on-one sort of thing. Um, you know, Sky Blue won, as we talked about. That sets up the intrigue of that match. So, you know, for me, it was fine. I was already going to watch it. I don't think that would have convinced anyone to buy the pay-per-view. But, yeah, it was fine. It was a C. I'm with you. I'm with you. I give it a C two, kind of right on average. Like I, th- I thought that the, you know, the high point was was in my eyes was was Swerve and, and Adam Page. I thought that I thought they had like a really really strong go home kind of mm-hmm. segment. I I loved I loved like I loved Adam Page out there just kind of just running his mouth, shooting like from the hip on on Swerve and not giving Swerve like a chance to even talk back. Like I thought that was like one of the best parts of that promo and, and page, like he has sometimes he lays it on too thick and I, and I could stipulate to that where it's like, when you talk about putting people in the ground and you talk about, you know, like peeing on their grave and you talk about like, you know, ending their life in any way, it's just, it's too much. Um, but I'd rather have that with Adam page. I'd rather have too much aggression, too much like badass Adam page rather than like, passive adam page or adam page like you know who's mo- like i don't like that adam page so like yes it was a little bit too much but i prefer that 
but really what stood out in that promo is like swerve man he didn't say a word in that promo and just by the way he looked and the way he acted and the way like he reacted to what page was saying like you could tell exactly what he was feeling i thought swerve in that segment was just great selling for page and and, and just it, it it meant more for him not to like swing back you know with his own promo and just react and take it and show frustration and show just you know i thought that was like really really strong and you know i don't think this is the main event i think the world title needs to be the main event um but i think the build has been good enough to put it in that slot now again i don't I don't think they should do that. I don't think they will, but I think it's been built very strongly. Um, and I think we're going to get a really good match out of that on, on, uh, on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you open with it? Cause that's, you know, the second best place to be is the opening and you're going to get a super hot crowd post MBF yeah. angle. Um, so that's what I would shoot for if I'm both those guys. Yeah. I agree with hundred percent. I mean, you know, you and I have both been high on swerve yeah. say more so than page, but you know, he's not, this comparison is like apples to asparagus, but like he's not LA Knight, but both those guys in both companies have taken the time that they've been given and put made the you know have have gotten over, right? We compare right. Swerve and Ricky Starks, like Starks has not done that. You know, he's had some sort of disappointing yep. feuds. And obviously Swerve is a way better wrestler than LA Knight. I mean, I don't think anyone would, would, would argue with that. But they both have taken the opportunity and gotten themselves over in way different ways, but feel like guys that you cannot deny and have to move them up the card based on their good work all the way around. So yeah, Swerve has been the MVP of hope for the company and hope for like new stars rising to the top. And I think this match is very important and it's going to be hugely disappointing for me as a fan if Paige gets the win here, unless they're going to continue and Swerve gets the ultimate victory here as the heel. I think that's very important. But I also like him, and this is not the same for every elite member on this episode, but I do like Hangman. <laughs> Away from the elite, it feels like like you laid out there. More good than bad with this promo, and it's the type of Adam Page that got him over in the first place. Are you back? Yes. When did I cut off? Just for like a second, not even. Okay, okay. Um, come across then. Page, yeah, this page is good. The, the rest yes. of the league not good without the rest <laughs> of the league. Okay, cool. Yes, came across just fine. Um, yeah, I I think this is this is a common uh, you know mm-hmm. a common a common theme. You know, Swerve has to win this, and I agree. And I and I I worry though. <laughs> I do worry based on like from a storyline perspective, like Page has to win. Right, like, like, from just from story, like this would be pretty bad if, if, uh, you know, if Adam Page gets his house broken into, you know, like, you know, Swerve taunts his 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 infant baby, and then Page loses and moves on to something else. I mean, that would be bad. But yeah, except either way, Page probably gonna be off TV for six weeks anyway, no matter what happens here. Right. So well, that's and exactly, <laughs> and that's the thing. I think like, you know. Is Paige going to be a world title contender? No, he's not right now. I mean, MJF is a babyface champion. That makes no sense. So yeah. you give it to you got to give it to Swerve as as much as it might not make sense from a narrative perspective. Yeah. It it does for him. Um, 
and then you can, you know, do the do you know you ha- you have that to go back to, you know, later if you want. If you want to do the match later and get Paige's win back later on, okay, you you go that route. Like you know, even like you know the Winter's Coming specials coming up, like that'd be a cool match to like that that third match to like anchor that mm-hmm. show makes sense. But on this stage, on this show, gotta be swerve. Has to be swerve. Yeah. I'm worried that it, that it won't be. Um. You go. I was going to say, so there's usually one Canary in the Coal Mine match on every AEW show that kind of tips its hand on what the main event result is going to be. I think this mm. is the one, right? Because, yeah. like, whoever wins this is a pretty viable opponent for whoever wins the main event. Maybe not exactly right away, but either you either way. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if that world champion is going to defend at the show, which I don't think so because they're doing another tournament and it's going to be crowned at that event. So it tells me that's probably the main event. Um, then this person maybe will be the January um, pay-per-view opponent. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We will definitely, we'll, we'll definitely see. What about um, the women's division stuff? Um, did you like the final kind of um, like, we, it wasn't a ton from Tony storm and Sheeta, like not anything like you had Tony storm appear on the show, but it wasn't for the purpose of pushing the Sheeta feud um, sky blue. No surprise there wins uh her match against uh, red velvet she's going to be the third person in the match again uh with chris statlander and julia hart for the tbs championship tyler that match is lining up exactly like you called it um with sky blue maybe having more importance than i originally thought and uh mm-hmm. you know helping julia hart win that uh, win that title yeah i mean she busted out her scooby-doo uh ring gear because she's not gonna be able to wear that as a heel so I thought that was funny. She was like, "All right, well, I paid for this so one more time." More. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that was a big sign to me because it didn't really make any sense besides that. Like, like, hey, I paid for this. I got eases. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that you saw Tony Storm on the show and not Sheeta uh, will tell you. I think all you need to know there. I yeah. like that they were able to work the video or like transitions on if she like when the door opened and it goes black and white and then it shuts and went back to color. I thought that was a nice touch on the character. It helps it feel. Like it works more in, in the real world as opposed to behind the scenes, even though that was behind the scenes as well. But um, so that was good. And, you know, it's setting up maybe a minion in what's it, Mariah? What's her, what's her last name? Right. Mariah. Mar- 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 yeah. um, you know, as like a hanger on of sorts. So that's interesting um, how that'll play out. Um, so, yeah, I think that told you that. And, you know, everyone knows my opinion on, on the TBS title match. I think hard getting it. Uh, would be a big win on the evening, just like Swerve winning as a change of direction, which I think a lot of the card needs to be. Um, so, yeah, I, again, a C, right? Because you didn't build anything for the women's title match. And you basically just said, like, hey, here's your triple threat entrant. You didn't really tease anything of yeah. why that's important. So, you know, that's, that's a pretty generous C. Okay, we had developments kind of with the, uh, the Young Bucks. And they're going to face the Golden Jets. Man, Dude, I don't know. They posted on Instagram that, hey, it was either this match or no match at all on the pay-per-view. And I'm just like, dude, no match at all. Like, this doesn't make sense. This pivot doesn't make sense unless, like we talked about, unless the Young Bucks are going to join the Don Callis family or something. This is a really bizarre match to have on the show. And they didn't make it any less bizarre this week on, on Dynamite. Yeah. Agreed. Weird promo. Especially like to. Weird promo. Yes. To reveal, like, Jericho in his suit 
I was in like I'm literally playing that game. It's free on Game Pass that they were doing the ad for. So I guess it uh-huh. worked because it's pretty good. I like the I like that series. But like I was like, oh, I get it. But like again, who is that for? Like, how would they know like this is Jericho dressing up as a Yakuza member? Like you do not know that. You don't so, know like, that. Right. Having yeah. their like, like it's so distracting of like I might be gone again because you're you're am I there? Am I here? You're here. You're here. You're okay. Here. Um just see Jericho in that weird like school like Angus Young outfit, which is what I thought he was doing, like the guy from ACDC. Like that, I was like, could not stop staring at him. While this whole basically the breakup of the elite is happening for some reason in front of me for no reason because like they're better off without Kenny. Like it it I mean, th- there's a reason why these guys do not do promos in the ring or don't, are not using storyline because they are bad at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, credit to Tony Khan for seeing that, you know, what, October, November 2019 and getting them off of, of booking and making creative decisions because they are have the opposite of John Moxley instincts yes. in the wrestling business. They, they, re- they, they really do. And, dude, like that match. I, so, you, did you like that street fight? I just, I, I, I really am leaning on you on this because, like, it's, that's your style of match, man. You like that stuff, and so I'm looking for you to make the case that that was a good match. Uh, it was not, especially when I forgot Big Show or Paul White was in it. And I was like, oh my god! And uh, you know, the only thing to sum it up is that was a street fight, uh, comparatively to like a food fight in WWE, right? That's not right. a real. Good, yes, yes. As soon as Kota Ibushi is on that bike and like gingerly tapping people, and then the the announcers like selling it like he obliterated them, I was like, well, this is the this is like super dumb stuff. And yeah, um, also like did not explain the tie in whatsoever, as far as I know. Like I know I know about the game. I know Kenny Omega certainly knows about the game because I think he was a tie in character in, in one of the last games, like as a. A pseudo version of him. Yes, that was um, that's the tie-in, but nobody. Yeah, because it's a cool that. game. Like it's all in Japanese, and then you read subtitles. Like you can't get English voice acting, which I think is fun. But, um, yeah, like they didn't explain. Like if I'm promoting this as the as Sega, who is the company, like I'd be like, what the hell is that? Like, there's the banner on the thing, but like you didn't tell anything about the story. You didn't like tell them it was a video right. game where to find it. Like insane. Yeah. Um, so that was just like AEW in that show. Yeah, the match sucked. And who won? Dude. Like literally, who won? I can't remember because it didn't matter. Did the heels win? Uh, they tie, they no, tied no. up Hobbs. The, the faces, faces won. won. Oh yeah, because he had the he had the one winged angel on uh, on cage on yeah. cage. Yeah, which yeah. is impressive. But yeah, Super I mean, impressive. In there to take a bump. Yeah, and they tied. The up other thing is with this match is like it doesn't promote the pay- you have a pay per view. With yeah. Jericho and Omega, like in four days or whatever, yeah, three days. Like yeah. this did like, nothing to promote that. It did nothing to hype that. Add into the fact that you put a weird, really weird Young Bucks promo there, and 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 this is what you get. <clears throat> the match was terrible. Kota Ibushi, like I. Well, now he signed too. So great, you got a lot of this to look forward to. I yeah. I mean, seriously, like they got to take a step back with him and go, all right, like, like I, you know, you like Shinsuke Nakamura going to WWE main roster was a horrible transition, terrible. Mm-hmm. This is borderlining on worse than that. Like, yeah, Abushi hasn't shown a lick of any interest 
and really doing anything of substance out there. I mean, he throws a couple kicks and he takes a couple bumps and he, you know, but that's it. I mean, for everybody that like was, if you were a casual fan, you heard, oh man, when Kota Bushi shows up, it's going to be awesome. Like, holy smokes. It is, that is just, I mean, it's unfortunate. I I, I hope that the guy's healthy. Like, cause he does, there's a points of time out there. I'm like, this guy is not, healthy enough to be wrestling in there in the ring like it just doesn't it doesn't look like he has any business being in there or or, or any kind of sense that he even wants to be in there it's yeah i mean i'm not a i'm not a body guy in wrestling you know i think like kevin owens is, is one of the best wrestlers of his generation and that like what he looks like doesn't matter to me but like guys that are absolutely super jacked and then the next time you see them and they look like super above average in shape guys like that's a huge difference and that's what Kota Bushi looks like, right? And that's either tells you the level of drive, which I don't think it is. I think it's more what you're alluding to of like, like that's destroys your body to be that in shape all the time, to be working out that hard, to be pushing the amount of like fuel your body's getting to maintain that look. So when you're injured or not feeling 100% correct, it's like impossible to maintain that while also being dehydrated because there's only way to look like that is if you're super dehydrated. So it seems like he's taking care of his body in a way that tells me he's not Superman anymore, right? And you see that yeah. in the ring as well. So, and just, yeah, right. and I just don't know that know what they're paying him, but like, man, at this point, you're not going to get get anywhere close to what you thought you could get out of him. Like, yeah, I think that time has passed. And Can we talk about the big signing on tomorrow? Let's do tomorrow. it, man. So. I don't, I don't, I don't have the quote in front of me, but per Excalibur, it was a big star that almost the entire AEW audience will know is signing on Saturday. Was that the? Do I have that about right? Let me. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the, the exact tweet while okay. you talk about this. Okay, because you know, obviously, in the moment, I was even on the Discord on the watch along page of being like, "Oh, that's got to be Mercedes, right?" There's only one free agent name that comes to mind in that capacity. Which immediately tells you, like, of course it's not going to be that person. It's Tony Khan <laughs> doing some some announcement to watch the show and buy it to see this announcement. And then it was, like, confirmed – or not confirmed. I think it was alluded to that's not Mercedes and I don't know who, PW Insider or something like that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Wade or Dave or SRS. It was somewhere else. So um, – That said that said it wasn't her? Yeah. That, okay. I think she's not until – because she said, like, January 2024 is when she's going to announce with the company, basically. Yeah. So, so Tony Khan's not. exact words were: "AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers, a pro who is known and respected by virtually every AEW fan. They'll come to LA to sign their contract this Saturday on pay per view at full gear." Can you so read that not, one more time? AEW has agreed. To terms with one of the world's best wrestlers, a pro who is known and respected by virtually every AW fan. Known and respected, not the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, so it's an older person, probably. Or is Look, this like I thought I want you to read again because like is there a chance this is like a MMA fighter that most people know? Like that that wrestles in the octagon? It says world's best well. I mean, I suppose you could take it that way. I'd just, say pro wrestler, right? He said wrestler. Like, you know, if Gable Steveson, which is not available and would be a horrible hire, but like he's known by the aid, like to, to say, like, 
known by most of the AEW audience. It's such a weird caveat of like who yeah. this person is. Um, I I don't think it's. I mean, it's not Mercedes. I really don't. I know that they're facetious. They're the they the way this is worded. They want you to think that it's either that it could be a, a a male or female. Yeah. I I don't think it's Mercedes. The because if if it is if it is mm-hmm. that's a it's a huge miss. I mean, of all the times to have a huge big announcement like that, she her her debut merits more than just this type of yeah. tweet. Like so that if it is her, that's a huge miss. I I think that it's I kind of I have like two thoughts, and this comes yeah. from a. Uh, from SC from SC scoops, like when we were just some behind the scenes uh, chat, you know, mm-hmm. Will Osprey is going to be a top of mind because his contract is is on the way up. So like, but it's not up yet. Yeah. So that's why I think that it might not be him. But I mean, he would fit this. He world's best wrestler, a pro who's known and respected. Like this type of tweet, I think works for him because he's already been in AEW multiple times. So like, you're not presenting him as this like, you know, huge surprise. Like he's, he's been there. So like, this is just like, he's going to come and sign the contract. So I think that was, but the other person, <laughs> the other person that I think like for some reason is in my brain that I think would be a disappointment is like Dolph Ziggler. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. is, this, is, that, is that, is that up? Is this thing up? His, uh, I think it's up because he got the... he got let go. So well, yeah, because he's like I got an ad, Instagram ad for there's like a Comic Con type thing in Columbus, and he's like on the thing. It's like December second. So yeah, so funny. like I I don't know, man. Like I feel like this fits. You know, one of the world's best wrestlers, respected. You know, and known by everybody. AW fan. I don't know. <laughs> I got a bad feeling. Like, it's I mean, I'm sorry to likely. put it out there. I'm sorry yeah. to put it out there. <laughs> I mean, it's better for everyone to know just so you can, like, your eyes, so you can pre-roll, like, halfway through the back of your head. When the announcement comes, like, it's Tony. It's like, it's Nick Nick, Nick Nemeth, right? Nick Nemeth. It's Nick, yeah. it's Nick Nemeth. They'd be like, oh, you know. So, well, it's like, like just, just have him appear. Don't say anything. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is not a good signing. What is he doing for you? But I, he's here. It's a pay per view. Whatever it's, yes. you know, unannounced. It's not the worst thing in the world. But like, not that this is like Tony Khan's huge announcement. But like, right? It's pretty damn close without the graphic, and it's a selling point. They're gonna push hard on Zero Hour for you to watch to see who this signing is. Yes. And that of all the people we talked about, I would say that Nick Nemeth is, you know, an eighty percent likelihood of those three names that we talked about. Because like also oh, there's no. not like there's no one available to like fit this bill that is impressive if it's not Mercedes. That's like it's an ultimate failure of well I, I'm I'm for less big announcements. Yes. But if you're gonna like Mercedes, that that is a signing that does that needs a big announcement. Like that yeah. needs like the Jade Cargill type of presentation that wwe put on like we've got mercedes monet like let's go like like you know that that deserves something big will osprey i think like doesn't even need 
an announcement like this. Like that's not big news, him signing an AEW because he's been around there. Like he's been there. He's been there. He's on most of the pay-per-views this year that, 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 yeah. that they've had. So like, you know, that's not a huge yeah. thing. So yeah, I just save the Abushi signing. Save the Abushi signing for Saturday. I mean, that would be lame the way you presented it, but like he fits that bill more than Nick Nemeth does. We'll see, man. But I've got a I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. That's what yeah. So, so no what does the chat think? We got some folks listening to the chat. Sean Tracy. Tracy has made her voice heard. The sigh heard around the world. Yeah, I think you were not be the only one, uh, Tracy, that reacts that way. Now, like, you know, yeah, just don't use that to sell pay-per-views. If you want to sign Dolph yeah. Ziggler, like, whatever. But, like, he, you know, yeah. he's, like, like, a little bit better than Tony Nese. Like, come on. Yeah, like do the show in Cleveland, have him come out in Browns gear and get a pop, and then then have him lose to Jay White that night. Like, yeah, and then go back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Is that come on? Like, we're not like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Um. And then last, let's just like hit the main event. We got MJF. We've got uh, Jay White. Um. I liked MJF's promo this week. I thought you know it was a good good kind of go home baby face promo. I thought Jay White was fine going back and forth. The thing that like I the thing that I go that that kind of I think is hurting this match is just that there's so much else going on around it. Like you've yeah. got MJF and the Wardlow thing and the Samoa Joe thing and the Adam Cole thing and the Devil Gun Club, the ROH t- like there's just so much happening that it's watered down. I think otherwise has been, you know, a strong six week build for Jay white versus MJF. Like, I think that's, that's good enough in and of itself. And I think some of this outside stuff hurts it, you know, and so it's hard to really give it like a, a, a final grade, but I, I, I like that you close with it. I like that you tell your audience that it's the most important thing. It's in your main event segment on the go home show. That all is strong you know, strong booking. And I thought both guys, you know, carried them, carried their end. Um, well, we'll see if the ending's telling, but from a, you know, just final hype perspective, you know, I give, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, MJF kind of confirming to the audience what he is, what his character is. Right. Trustworthy. All that stuff, why he's doing what he's doing is all good. And then, you know, showing Samoa Joe at the end confirms for me, he's the partner for the opening match. And the way Joe has treated ROH belts in recent weeks, I think that's a good sign. Good sign that he's going to, you know, MJF's going to take the 310 to Yuma. Joe's going to destroy the guns and then choke out MJF. And then the guns are going to pin him and be ROH tag champions. That Um, would be awesome. I think that's a good way. Yeah. They've got to get that out of there. And, and yeah. And it gets him mad at Joe. So you get the match on TV how you want to do it or whatever. But then and, that's uh, so telling though. Then it's like, you know, at that point, MJF is going to win. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean like that. That's yeah. that's why you don't have these matches. That's why you don't have your world champion wrestle. Yes. That's why you don't have yes. match yes. before to, to tell the story there. So yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Or, or you don't and you keep the story going and that's worse, I think in general. So we'll just bite Bite the bullet and have him lose it, and then go from there. Yeah, the, well, I mean, both just, ideally, but the ROH titles for sure. 
Right. I mean, like Joe, as soon if they win this, Joe should just immediately discard. Like, like if he, because I mean, here's the other thing: is Joe a tag team champion if he wins this with yeah, MJF? I mean, he would replace Cole because Cole's injured, and like that's essentially vacating when you choose a new partner, as opposed to okay. winning it solo. I would say. If you yeah. find the, uh, you know, Jack Tunney seat, yeah. um, the president of, of AEW, then yes, that's what I'm declaring. Yeah, so, like, that makes no sense. So, like, he yeah. just discarded a title that he's had for 500 days for no reason. Like, and not, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like MJF wrestling early on the show. It, it really makes no sense. You would never see Steve Austin or The Rock, you know, in a in a pre-show match ahead of a main like it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. It wouldn't happen. They got but he's got a shirt got on. So that, that's the difference, you know. Huge dip. We gotta push that merch. Gotta push he that has, merch. He, yeah, you gotta see the you gotta pay to see the abs. That's right. That's right. You gotta pay over fork over that 50 bucks. Um okay, let's uh last topic here before we uh go and close uh and hit record on our, our member only show, which you can hear weekly for uh, $4 a month. Uh, it's uh, a part of our Patreon membership. If you become a member, you get a free member-only podcast every single week. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Brassery Media. Also want to bring up the fact that we are giving away two free views of, uh, of AEW Full Gear on Saturday night. We're still registering folks um, to win. All you got to do is subscribe to our Substack page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's it. Easy peasy. You're already here. You're already here. Hit subscribe. Go over to Substack. Uh, subscribe for that. Both are free. Um, and you're entered to win a free uh, free uh, uh, a viewing of, of AW Full Gear. So that's uh, still open. still available. Best $4 you could spend, says Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. We appreciate it. Uh, proud member there. I, and uh, we appreciate her support. Drew McIntyre turned heel, I think. On this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, <laughs> shook, um, a hand. shook the hand of Rhea Ripley after costing Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes the tag team titles. Um, you know, not sure we even can go very deep on this so far because we don't know kind of the extent of the relationship between Drew and, and Judgment Day and, and how that's going to fit. Um, did you like it? And should Drew McIntyre just be a part of Judgment Day, or can this serve as just an avenue to him turning heel, but independent of Judgment Day as a faction? Yeah, it depends what you want to do, right? Do you want to keep Judgment Day as a force for the through WrestleMania season against the baby faces? And I say yes, you have him join, especially if Damian Priest is going to have falling out. It would seem, because mm-hmm. I think. Seems to me, Rhea is the the leader of Judgment Day, no matter what Damian Priest says, based on this yes. interaction. So, I like that as a story. It freshens up uh, Drew, and you can tell a story with with Priest in that way. So, yeah, I'd say him joining, eventually being the leader in some way, shape, or form, or being co leaders with Rhea, and that being like a a tandem that dominate. You know, like I can see Drew beating Seth for that belt, and then both of them have the belts dominating Monday Night. I think is an interesting story through WrestleMania Um, because that would tell the story of Drew also of like why he turned because he didn't get to win in front of everyone and no one cared. So now he's going to win it in front of them and despite them. Um, So I think that's an interesting story to tell. Um, 
so yeah, I mean that that's how I would do it. And obviously, we know who the fifth member of the the good guy team is, but I guess we'll save that. CM Punk. Oh wait, wait. Ted DiBiase Jr. I oh, know the <laughs> other guy probably from from Legacy. Oh, the well. other Legacy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm with you generally. Like, I, I, I like the turn. I think that um, you got to pull the trigger, you know, and, and you got to do it. And I think this did that, but while still leaving a lot of unanswered questions that they can answer in the in the next few weeks. Like, is Drew McIntyre actually part of Judgment Day? They can go down that road. Drew now has to have it out with Jay again. He's got to have to have it out with Cody at some point. How does this, you know, Drew had like a heart to heart with Seth on this week's show. Like how does this impact that? Especially if Drew's going to be on, you know, team judgment day for war games and Seth's on the other side, like there's a lot of balls in the air with it. And that is what makes it compelling. Um, But the root of it is Drew's going heel. I think that's the right call. It opens up a ton of possibilities and I think he's, you know, I think he's ready to kind of be in that, be in that spot. And it's a, it's an exciting development, I, I think. And it's been one of the best parts of Raw for the last, you know, last month anyway. Um, and now, like, this just gives it more momentum. So I'm, I'm excited to see where, where, where things go, where things mm-hmm. go on this. Me too. Because it feels like that December pay-per-view big time is Drew meeting Seth, to me at, at least. And yeah. then you do the chase, like Drew's champion through WrestleMania. feels like a good run. And like someone defeating him, a Sammy, a Jay, um, Seth getting it back, whatever. All those are good options for that co-world title match. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. You could do, yeah, you could do a lot there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Just All imagine right. Sammy, Sammy winning, Sammy and Cody both winning at WrestleMania each night. feels like a pretty big deal. Pretty big, yes, yes. And, and like, I think that... Um, you know, with, you know, Drew, you know, he doesn't need the world title, but I think he's like a f- more effective when he has it just because he's so like overpowering. Like, you know, it's weird to see a guy like that on TV, but not be like the top guy. And like, I think yeah. what this turn has done is kind of presented him that way, just without the title. Like, and he doesn't have the title for this reason and this reason and this reason and this reason. Yeah. And these caveats, but he still gets to present as as that guy. I think that's that's important. Uh, we'll see though. We will see. We got Survivor Series next week. We will be previewing that show next next week. We'll have, it'll be Survivor Series week. I'll be in the building covering the show um, live in my uh, it's in my backyard here, about twenty minutes that way. So it'll be it'll be fun to do that. Uh, but we'll yeah we'll have full you know Survivor Series coverage um, here. And uh, all uh, all week long next week, um, we're going to go. We're going to go record the members-only show. Thank you to Sean. Thank you to Tracy. Thanks to everybody else who tuned in live. Thanks to everybody who's downloaded the show as a podcast. Again, if you can, hit subscribe um, and leave a five-star rating on your podcast feeds. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube, do it, and you can enter to win a free viewing of aw full gear so don't forget about that um tell a friend brashford media we're about two months old here and we are uh and it's exciting to um you know continue to pick up momentum and to pick up new viewers and and hopefully we do all we can uh to make sure that we serve you guys and uh, analyze wrestling the right way that's our goal that's what we do um if you want more of us four dollars on patreon patreon.com backslash brass ring media Thank you, folks. Tyler, thank you, sir. Thank you.